0: Hi, I'm Jordan Gill and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now with over 150 episodes, this is the System Saved Me Podcast. Hey, hey y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operations space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us. Just systemsame.com, You'll be able to check us out but you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations and they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to to check them out. So each week you'll be meeting a new member of my ops squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to bring to you this dazzling, dazzling woman who is such a like such a strategic mind about things that people can normally just look over. So I'm really excited to have her come in and share something that, again, I think is specific to Pinterest, but can be applied to a lot of other areas um, in your business as well. So Miss Jana, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, I'm great. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes.
0: That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So tell us a little bit about you and your business.
1: Sure. Yeah. So my business is Jana O Media and I do, um, I help visionary female online entrepreneurs, usually coaches, consultants, course creators, people who have like a lot of ideas and a lot to say and a lot of wisdom to share with the world. And usually they have like more ideas than they have hours in the day. And need support creating systems around content management so that they can be visible consistently to their ideal clients, but, you know, systemized, automated to some degree so that they have time left over to serve those clients and to do things that they love in their business and out of their business. Yes. So perfect.
0: And I've met so many, I wouldn't consider myself an ADS person. However, I've met all, I think all my friends are ideas people and just like how they can just come up with so many amazing things and not get to like actually express them into the world. Like, yeah, you know, it's the perfect pair for somebody like you who can come in and just like execute, 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 get them out, get them out. Because I think that's probably one of the most frustrating things for idea people is not being able to get their ideas out fast enough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I do think you're a visionary, by the way. So that's when I think of someone who has a lot of ideas, I think visionary and I I do think you're a visionary, but that's a story (laughs) for another day.
0: (laughs) Right. And like, I had to go through a whole thing of just like, me not thinking I'm a creative too, or just like that I'm not a creative person. I oh, yeah. like realize that I am very creative. Mm-hmm. I, think I'll just, I just slowly I'm putting these hats on oh <laughs> that I didn't God. think actually fit me. So, but anyway, I would love to know how you specifically got into the ops space. And you know, it may not be exactly what you're doing right now, but just ops in general how yeah. like was it in your corporate gig, or how did you come across it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like my original, like back at when I was like in my nine to five, my career was in human resources. So actually I got a degree in marketing from Emerson College, then went into human resources. Don't even, that's another story, right? How that ended up happening. But in HR, like I loved all the processes and systems and I worked in pretty like highly regulated wow. industries, like in a hospital environment and an ed- wow. education in Boston. So like there was like just like a lot of boxes to check and a lot of things to cover and you needed to have systems to make sure you were doing everything that needed to get done. So when I ended up transitioning out of HR and back into marketing, which is what I had actually studied, I'm a writer, you know, I'm a pretty good like designer. And I love helping people like shape and create their content. so everything from coming up with the ideas to the content to getting it out there on paper or on video and then shaping it into something that makes sense and helps people actually like you know understand it and make a like a mental shift when they read that content or when they watch that content to then systemizing and getting it out there. So I think that like the creative the content creation side of me, the strategic thinking, sort of paired with the systems background that I had, because I saw so many people who, like you said, had so many great things that they wanted to express and ideas to get out there that really could help like make an impact on people. And they just needed you know, ways to shape those and then get them out there consistently and be visible. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people in our space really, their chief... Challenge is finding clients and content marketing. Like, typically, the outcome that you're looking for from content marketing is to find clients and ideally, ideal clients. So,
0: ideally, yeah, (laughs) how that works. So,
1: I think Um, that's where those two things kind of intersected for me. And now I just love not only helping create that content, but like I said, putting systems in place to make sure that they can be visible strategically and consistently.
0: Yes, love
1: it. And that's a
0: perfect segue into the
1: workflow that we're going to talk about,
0: which is getting leads through using for your coaching or your consulting business um, through Pinterest keywords. And somebody who admittedly has zero pins on her Pinterest currently as of today, I personally, am just really excited about this workflow. And I know that it's going to definitely help so many people because I think, Pinterest, I understand it in a personal way. Mm -hmm. And I just never quite understood how it could be used in business or my business or stuff like that. And so personally on Pinterest, I'm the person with it right here in my face, just like scrolling, looking, pinning all I have like a very active personal Pinterest. Yeah. And so before we dive into your workflow, for somebody who maybe is similar to me that like, is like, okay, I totally get what Pinterest is on a personal level, like recipes, like Mm -hmm. super awesome, sit up exercises, whatever. Yeah. How do you then translate that into, okay, it actually can be used in a business realm?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because I think anytime you're doing something that's a little bit newer, there are... The challenge is, is, that you have to kind of like figure out the strategy and you, there's not as many resources, but the opportunity is, is that you're doing it and you're new to it. And right now, Pinterest is still a platform and I anticipate that it will still be for the next five to 10 years or so where people are going for inspiration and they're going there to plan the next steps in their lives and their businesses. They're going there to get solutions to the challenges that they have to find, to capitalize on opportunities and that isn't really it's not just for you know what to cook for dinner tonight or how to you know pick out fabric for the couch although there's a lot of that on pinterest and we love it there are 290 million people on there now and it's actually you know it's mostly women still And that's also going to stay pretty much the same, I think, for at least five to ten years, although there are some new men signing up now, too. But basically, you know, people are still in that mind frame where they're open to new ideas, and they're all about trying, doing, and buying when they're on Pinterest. And so if we can get our information and our content in front of them when they're in that mindset, that try, do, buy mindset, then there's a lot of power there. So that's, yeah. it's simultaneously the challenge to understand making that shift from using it for personal to using it for business. Yeah. And at the same time, it's this amazing opportunity because other platforms like Facebook, Twitter, even YouTube to some degree, although I think YouTube's a lot like Pinterest in this way too, yeah. people are, aren't necessarily there ready to like, like I said, try, do and buy. They're still there to be more social yeah. on social media. So there's that opportunity there. Yeah. And there's yeah. there are definitely some mindset shifts to make. And the biggest one really is understanding that it is not social media. It's not anything like Instagram, even though it's just as beautiful and it's not like Facebook. It is a search engine. So that's the biggest shift that people really have to make when they're approaching it and knowing how to approach it differently.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think, I mean, I've bought so many things on Pinterest, so mm-hmm. I know that that is like, a, I bought clothes. Yeah. I bought like cookbooks. I've bought all sorts of things. And so I
1: think,
0: again, if you're somebody who uses it personally, then you know the power of it because you've gotten sucked into the (laughs) into into the the vortex. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, is Pinterest is actually a platform where like they have said, like the Pinterest people, the people who run Pinterest have said, we're not all about sucking people in and having them stay on Pinterest. Like that's not what they're about. They're about offering people opportunities to do try and buy to learn things and get off the platform and be inspired by the content that the content creators are offering to them. So they're with us, you know, they're with the content creators. They want us to create great content and they want us to show it to the people who are interested in it so that they can be inspired and you know, make their lives and their businesses better. So.
0: I love it. So talking about the workflow, again, just getting consulting and coaching leads through Pinterest Mm -hmm. keywords, what's the biggest mistake that people make when they do keyword planning and stuff for Pinterest. And then again, if people want to really dive into this, go into the workflow and just go haywire, but talk about the biggest mistake and then talk about a little bit about what it is that your workflow helps them refine with their keywords to make sure that they're using ones that will actually get them results.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think that the biggest mistake I see coaches, consultants, course creators, service providers make is not doing their keyword research is making the assumption that the keywords that they think their ideal clients are searching for on Pinterest are the ones that they're searching for. Sure. And I have set up dozens and dozens of profiles, strategic profiles for you know that group of people, coaches, consultants, course creators. And even I am surprised when I go in and I actually do the keyword research to learn what things people are searching for and what they're not. So you really need to start by doing the research and the, workflow that I have in the shop is basically it walks you through the four steps of keywording your account in order to connect with the right people and get leads. And the first step is figuring out what those keywords might be. And then the second step is actually doing the research to do exactly what you said, which is to refine your list to make sure that you're not guessing that you're actually, you know, looking to rank on Pinterest because it's a search engine for words that people are actually searching for. Because The other parts of Pinterest are important too. Designing great pins that are going to incent people to click through to your content, being consistent, tailwind. Yeah, those are important, but none of that matters or works if no one finds your content. So keywords is how people find it and how the right people find it. So yeah, so I would say those are the mistakes people make. And that is how this workflow just like basically like solves that mistake, right? It just stops you in your tracks and says, don't waste time you know, guessing what these keywords are or connecting to people who, you know, aren't interested in your content, like figure out exactly how to find those people among those 290 million people, mostly women who are looking for and interested in what you have to say.
0: Gotcha. So then are you using, does Pinterest have a keyword planner tool inside of it or do you use a different one like Google's keyword planner or something like that to kind of get started?
1: Yeah, no, we actually use the Pinterest app itself to do the keyword research and the planning. So Pinterest gives you some tools that allow you to figure that out. And a couple of them are things that you might not have even noticed as a user because you just weren't thinking in that way. And those are tools that are right there. And then there are a couple of hidden tools too that help you to find things like keywords and hashtags that are going to help you rank. So the workflow goes into, you know, both the ones, like exactly how to use step-by-step the ones that you may be aware are there, may not be aware. And then also a couple of the secret ones too.
0: Nice. Yes. The yeah. are fun. Is there still negative consequences around keyword stuffing? So, meaning that you're just using too many keywords or like all that sort of stuff? Is that a thing on Pinterest? And if so, so- is that like a number you want to stay around?
1: Yeah, so there are five areas of your Pinterest profile where you can put keywords, and the workflow again goes into exactly what those are and exactly what the strategies are to keyword those areas. And each one is a little different, yeah. and some of them you would never want to what we call keyword stuff. I and mean, then for those listeners who you know are listening and might not know what that is, is basically just putting a bunch of list of keywords instead of actually writing something that's readable and you know is, is sentences. And then there are other areas that are a little bit more. You actually can make a list of keywords, but you still want to be putting them in a sentence form. Pinterest is like the Pinterest algorithm rewards us. For making the user experience a positive one, so if they see, if you will, you know, I'm like sort of personifying the algorithm, like we do. Big brother, if Pinterest algorithm sees that you are just keyword stuffing, and you don't really obviously seem to care if the person like can actually read and absorb that content or whatnot. Then yes, there can be definitely like a downside. The algorithm won't like that, so to speak. So you can we wouldn't want you to keyword stuff, but you can incorporate them in a way that is graceful and still gets them in there, you know, and uses all the, cause you're limited in your characters in most of those places as well, all of those places. So finding a balance is really what it's all about. Writing something that's readable, but has all the keywords or a lot of the keywords.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think that again, this, Most people just talk about, and there is another workflow that Jenna's done, Pinterest 101, that goes through all of the Pinterest things. And so specifically, if you're wanting to really start poking into the profitability of Pinterest and making sure that it is leading to sales, then this is the workflow that you need to go and check out. And making sure that, again, you're not just playing on Pinterest, but you're actually making sales and money because... That's what we're doing here in business. (laughs) And then is there anything that you feel like inside of your workflow would surprise people or be something that maybe is opposite of, I guess, what the majority of people or the mainstream is talking about when it comes to Pinterest or keywords in
1: general? Hmm, That's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think so because the thing about Pinterest that's interesting is a lot of people are really mystified by it, by how to use it. And often that's because they're trying to approach it like social media. But the fact of the matter is, is like, there aren't really like, even though I just said there are secret tools, they're not really secret, but like there aren't really any secrets or any magic that has to be done to make it work. It's really just about understanding the strategy behind it. And that's what we're all about in the System Save me Workflow Shop, of course, is not just showing you what buttons to push, but also showing you how to take a strategy and you know actually apply it to pushing those buttons, right? So honestly, I don't think people would be that surprised. I think they'll just be enlightened when they watch it because they'll all of a sudden understand how it all comes together and how those keywords are actually Really critical. I mean, they're not, it's not complicated to do the keyword research and the keyword optimization. You just need to know how and you just need to know what works and what doesn't and what mistakes to avoid. Yeah. So I'm going to say, no, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised. They're just going to be like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. I thought, I thought that might be what it is, but now I really get it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. Some clarity around it. I think Yeah,
1: that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's perfect.
0: And then lastly, tell me about just either a mission for your business or why you started your business or who are the people that you help that yeah. what makes you feel good about your business or what drives you when you're like, I'm tired. I don't care. I don't want to do work. Like whatever else, at least that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what drives me some days. And I'm just like, no. So what is that for you? What is, what's yeah.
1: yeah. I think again, you know, for me, I mean, I started my business for the time freedom and to be able to do work that I love and get to work with clients that I wanted to work with, to choose my clients because, you know, I was in marketing and sales for a little while before, and then HR before that. But I was never in a situation where I could say, yeah, I want to work with this genius person or no, I don't think I really want to work with this person. They don't seem like they're a good fit for me. So for me, the thing that really motivates me, I think, is just thinking about those women who I help and like I said, just their visionary Content because the ones who I really enjoy working with the most, it's like I am constantly having aha moments when I'm hearing what they have to say, even though I've known them now for a while or whatnot. So, just being able to help them get that message out and help them to, in turn, help other women in their lives or their businesses. You know, I mean, I work with a branding consultant who is like really helping other people in their businesses through brand strategy. And I am working with right now a life after divorce coach on several projects. And sometimes when I read the stories about the women who she's helped to just like emerge into a completely new life during a difficult time, I mean, that's really what gets me out of bed in the morning if I feel like not getting out is being like, no, those women need her and she needs me to get to those women. So I think that's really, you know, what it's all about is making sure that women who can really help other women have a sustainable business model.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think especially ops people, like our biggest Mm. driver is helping our business owner visionary help their clients. Like our, like we can directly see what it is that we, what the the difference is that we're making in not only our business owners lives, but also who they're helping and whatever else. So I think people who are in the ops space are just generally like big helpers. Like we just, and people always think like, oh, you know, I only have four clients and so I'm only helping four people. And it's like, that is like, so not even. Right. (laughs) It's
1: like a ripple effect. There's like an entrepreneur ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Which I think is always fun to get to see and, and experience. And I think that a lot of, and even myself, we can struggle with just like knowing what our true impact is. And Mm -hmm. so I love that you bring that up because I think that will help ops people specifically, even clients specifically. So people who are inside of other people's businesses in different varieties, Mm -hmm. like your impact is also to that person's family, like that client's family, you're helping them spend more time with them. And so I love that. And I think that Mm -hmm. it's really can be as simple as how much impact you're building and how much flexibility you have you have to be the biggest mission in the world. And you want to save the world and world peace. It can be just as simple as like, I'm helping the small cohort of clients impact more people and their families right. and their clients' families. And it just like, it's like a generational.
1: Right. Thing. Exactly. Cause it's really, it's when it comes down to it, like it's all about people. It's really about, you know, people and you, the way that people help people is one at a time, you know, that's how it works. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it like? How do you eat an elephant? It's like, Oh, oh yeah.
1: Favorite. One bite at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. well, this was perfect. And I think this is a workflow that everyone should go and check out no matter what business you have. But Jana, tell us where people can find you obviously, besides the workflow shop. So your website, social media, the, all the places.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my website is janaomedia.com. So it's J-A-N-A-O, which is my last initial, media.com. And um, yeah, I mean, that's really just like the hub of my business. Even though I love Pinterest, I hang out on Facebook a lot. So you'll find me in some of your favorite Facebook groups. And my Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Jana O Media. If anyone wants to join me there too. Pop up.
0: Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jana, for joining me today. No problem. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System saved Me. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at SystemSaveMe.com to help you work less and make more. See you
1: next week.